G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. And today, well, yesterday we went to the Tina Turner era of NRL. And we had Steve Renoff. Well, what about one of the other greats of that era? A great of the Broncos, of the of the Wallabies as well. Far out. He's gone everywhere. Kangaroos, Broncos, Wallabies. He's been all around the world. Four-time Premiership winner. He won in 93, 97, 98, and 2000 with the great Broncos side. He then went on and dominated in rugby union as well. He was a winger in both those forms of the game, a dual international for Australia. He was an ambassador for the Brisbane Heat, I might like to add as well. He won a title, a World Cup with uh, the Wallabies, uh, sorry, with the Kangaroos in, in the year 2000 as well. He then went on post rugby and rugby league, went on to become a bit of a real reality TV star. Dancing with the Stars, the celebrity apprentice, the masked singer where he was, the rhino. Now he's a radio, TV, sports broadcaster, commentator and pundit, an absolute legend of a bloke. And he joins us now from over in Australia, Wendell Saylor. G'day, brother. I want to get a kick going, mate. I was waiting. It was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Actually, well, I was, I was going to talk about your cricket career as well and your time that you had with the Brisbane Heat. How good fun was that? Well, look, I think, firstly, Baz, for me, it's always quite humbling to sort of uh, to talk when you're, you're post-career because I think when you're playing, you sort of don't appreciate sort of who you played against, what you've done. And for me, I've always had a real good affinity with uh, New Zealand. So I've done a lot of stuff over there. Um, I was on uh, Treasure Island uh, when I was out of the game, you know, with Monty Beetham and... Uh, Guys like Glenn Osborne, I think I got beaten in the final by uh, Hayley Holt. So that's pretty, pretty embarrassing. But Hayley Holt was a bit of a legend. So, um, but with the New Zealand people too, um, we have we have such a, a great camaraderie. Like we all we all hate the Poms. We like to beat the South Africans. Um, but it's always good to, uh, to to talk to the Kiwis. And and I love coming over there. And I miss going to New Zealand. But thanks very much, mate. Um, it's one of those things where, mate, I love sport. And, and I've got to say, when I was squash man for the Brisbane Heat. Brett Lee bowled you a short ball. You tried to smack him away. You got hit in the nose and I was soft, man. I, I couldn't believe it. You're in the SDG um, change room and you're going, just pack me up. Pack me up. I'm going back out. So I, I tell the boys that story. I said, mate, Baz McCallum is an absolute warrior, mate. I love him, mate. So you've always been one of my favourites, mate. You're an absolute gentleman. Oh, you're a champion. Well, wow. that's about that is. I bet you didn't know that story, mate. That's a bloody great story, actually. But what, what I didn't tell Wendell, what I didn't tell Wendell was that you know my contract was purely determined by how many how many minutes I played, and I had to, <laughs> and my TAB account had been taking a smashing that week, so I needed to get out there at all costs, you know. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, mate, it's um. Yep. So what? Since since your career's sort of finished, and you've moved into a bit of broadcasting, a bit of sort of radio and TV work and, and still being involved in the game. It must be great to still be in and around the scenes of, of, of the sport. Mate, what, what I do love is, um, you know, obviously, I know you spoke about all the good things there, but I've had some adversity through my career. And I think one thing you do, as not, not just as an ex-athlete, but a, as a person who's been through some tough times, I think you put up your hand, you say I did the wrong thing, and then you come through it. 
And when I came back from my suspension out of the game um, in 2008, the Broncos, uh, the Dragons gave me a, a second chance. And um, Wayne Bennett said to me, he goes, mate, you know why people are giving you a second chance? Because you've earned it and you deserve it. So even now, I'm 47, Baz. I'm, I'm an old has-been now. But I still try and go to the country areas. Um, I still try and uh, do the grassroots stuff. Um, the last six to 12 months, I've locked in with Chris Lynn's playbook um, because I, I love coaching young kids, mate. I want them to have the opportunity that I never had and get to do what a little bit of what I've done. And if I can help them in any way, uh, that's great. So whether it's, you know, talking to them um, about the mental stuff, whether it's, you know, uh, physical stuff. The physical stuff for me is easy. I've always been a beast, you know. Uh, oh, sorry not to say that out loud. Um, but I think for the young kids now, it's, uh, it's, it's the mental uh, attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Have no. you got your top on? I know you're at the beach now, mate. You got your shirt on, or what kind of setup you're rolling at the beach? <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for a few people to walk past later on, and then after you guys, I'll I'll go for a bit, you know. So I just wait for the right amount of people to go past. Now I'm not joking, but this is actually a quiet beach because it's a dog beach, but the golf course behind it um is just back behind us, Baz, and I never got to have, have a game of golf with you, but uh, I keep taking Chris Lynn's money, so that, that's been quite easy. So I need someone like you to challenge me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, about Linny as well, you may mention to him just saying about his playbook. That's such an awesome um, idea. His business is, and he's been on our show as Linny, um, his business is he connects sporting stars and coaches with the local um, kids who are, well, not just kids, but local people who yeah. are who are looking for a little bit of um, uh, specialised coaching. So it's pretty awesome that you're getting out and helping the grassroots and being a part of that, mate. So fantastic. In terms of golf, well, I've played golf with Linny. Um, Izzy is a big golfer. He hits the ball miles yep. off the tee. Lindy hits the ball miles off the tee. I don't. I'm assuming you hit the ball miles off the tee as well, Del? No, I actually don't. It's funny because, um, you know, I'm not very flexible through uh, through my shoulders and that. So um, I've actually got a – I don't want to talk it up, but I've got a really good short game that keeps me sort of in it. So I play up 11, but, but Lindy, whenever he smacks it past me, whenever he smacks it past me, he goes, he goes, Sorry about that, mate. Just social distancing. <laughs> but, then it's, but, but then it's funny. He can't hold pucks. Like he, he, he hasn't got the temperament to hold pucks. You know what? He touched Lockie, Lockie, um, Lockie, Lockie's defence. So he's got no defence, obviously. He just, he's too impatient. So I'll get into him a little bit. But I, I love spending time with him. Uh, him and Darren Lehman, they were the guys who sort of got me involved in the Brisbane Heat. And, and to meet guys like you and Vittori and um, Josh Layla on that, I think... Um, that's what sport's about, you know. Uh, you've got to give back a bit, but I love cricket. and um, You know, cricket's been a big part of my life. I grew up playing against Andrew Simon, Jimmy Ma, Martin Love, but I was never as good as those guys, but I just really enjoyed it and the camaraderie. Awesome, Dal. You sound like an absolute champion. I was telling Baz before I've never had the privilege to play against you or, or, or meet you before, mate. You're an absolute champ. Let's go back to league. Are you still involved with any of the league, and what's your take on, on the NRL at the moment? Yeah, look, I, I still have a little bit to do with the Dragons. Uh, just a uh, lot when the bushfires were here last year, they gave me a call to go down there and I couldn't be happier to, to go down there and help out and see what some of the people were going through and to give them a bit of hope because I think we all need hope. Um, the Broncos are the same. They've struggled the last couple of um, last couple of years. So whether it's Anthony Seabold or Kevin Walters, the culture of the Broncos, I think, you know, and no disrespect to young players now, I think when we were coming through as younger players, you're happy to take less and earn the right to have that money now, player managers and, and the game, mate, like David Fafita, I think he's 21, offered $1.2 million. Like, you know what I say? Mm. Good luck to the players if they can get it because you never know when it's going to end. So, um, you know, mm. I have a little bit to do with the Broncos. Um, Kevin Walters uh, always 
keep in touch with me and says, mate, drop in and I'm happy to drop in and, and work with some of those young guys. But COVID's been really crap, you know. We haven't been able to sort of get yeah. over the border and stuff. Um, yeah, and I, I love the game. I love where the game's at at the moment. Uh, I know people keep saying it's soft, but I think we've got to protect our heads of the players. And, you know, when yeah. you see those shots, some of them are people saying some of them are soft. But, uh, look, there's a couple of players who I've played with now. I can tell that they're there, but they're not there. Um, you know, without mentioning mm-hmm. too many names, um, you know, I've got a mate who I regularly cop with, and he goes, mate, I, I can't remember when I played back in, you know, 1997, 98. And I, I know you might laugh at this, Baz, but I know I was only a winger. But I can remember my whole career. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why. It's not because I've got tape to myself. But I can remember, like, 94 Kangaroo Tour. I can remember playing over in um, North Harbour Stadium against um, uh, Monty Beetham. And uh, can I just tell you, you know, you talk about being brave. One of the bravest things I did, I was playing um, playing against the Warriors. And I didn't know who Monty Beetham was. Anyway, um, Monty was giving me a bit of lip and that. And I was going, like, who's this like? And I started getting into him. I said, mate, if you want to go, let's go. And one of the boys said to me, mate, you know that, you know that bloke is? That's what he beats him. He's like a black belt, sort of whatever, and he boxes. I said, I don't care who he is. Wait, put it this way. To this day, me and Monty are good mates. And I said to him, thank God you didn't tell me up that day. And he goes, nah, big deal. I've always loved this brother. And he goes, whatever happens on the field, stays on the field. Thank God for that. <laughs> the golden gloves. Oh. I think he was a golden gloves. And he's still in yeah. some unbelievable nick physically yeah. as well. So, you got him on the well, beach, you're better he... off running to the other end. Stay away from him. Well, mate, I don't no want that comparison. People... Well, when I come over to you guys, I was supposed to fight Troy Flavel in that fight for life, but I was happy to fight Troy Flavel because he was big and he's a little bit slower than me, but he learned that he had power. And then then in the uh, in the 11th hour, he got injured. And then I had to fight Liam Messam. Oh, my goodness. Can I just say, that was the longest three rounds of my life fighting Liam Messam. <laughs> the, first round I was go- the first round I was going okay. The second round I sort of hit the wall a bit. And the third round, he kept coming at me. If you ever watch that on YouTube, have a look at the third round. I keep trying to like hug him, trying to come in tight on him. He was, he was He's a golden gloves too, mate. He's an actual boxer yeah, well, as well, mate, Liam Messam. You know what? No, I told you, Baz, I'm not that smart, mate. I'll jump in the ring with anyone and I don't care. Like, I, I, I like the bright lights, but the Kiwi people, um, they give me a bit of love. Dean Lonigan sort of said, mate, will you fight Liam Messam? And I think I was 37 at the time. He was 26. And I think, after it, he got the points and he definitely won. And um, I remember Laurie Daly saying to me before, he goes, whatever you do, don't get knocked out because it'll be on YouTube forever. Dale, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, always, I've always sort of noticed you're more of a lover than a fighter anyway. You, you know, you're, you're good fun to be around and you just raise everyone's everyone's enthusiasm when, when you're around. And it's bloody great to spend time with you as well, mate. So it's, and we really appreciate you joining us on. Baz Nizzy here as well. Just um, just a couple of things, mate. Um, the Warriors. I, I'm a big Warriors fan, right? And so tell yeah. me the Warriors. that They won their last three. They were dead and buried. The, their season was gone. And now, please tell me they're a chance. Stevie Renoff said they're a chance. Mate, if I get Wendell Saylor telling me that they're a chance, then I'm all in. Mate, you know what? I, I always think the Warriors are a chance, but it's, they've got to be consistent. And you know what? they got a young kid like Reese Walsh at the back who plays uh, with such X factor, and you need him. But you need someone in that, um, you know, in the halves or, or, or hooker who's gonna who's gonna be composed under pressure. I think you lost a couple of actually. I think you lost like three or four games by six points that you should have won. Um, look, I always think the Warriors are a chance. I like to tip them, and then they, they do stuff like they, they lose games that they should win, and then they go and upset some teams that they shouldn't beat. Um, I like the way they play when they're on. 
Um, and Nathan Brown, can I tell you, Nathan Brown will get the best out in those boys, but I don't think it'll be this mm. year. I think he needs another off season. Um, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why they bought Chad Townsend. You've got enough, enough young talent there. Because um, Chad, I suppose, his um, experience is okay, but I don't think he's the player that you need. And it surprised me because Nathan Brown was the guy who got me back when I was suspended. So he knows the right place to get. The Warriors are always a chance, and to play away from home and do what they're doing, I love the way they play. But I just don't like sometimes after about six, 60 minutes. They go missing for 10 minutes, and that 10 minutes is when they get absolutely towed up. Um, I think I did the game in Newcastle. I'm serious. They just, mate, at different stages, they're a mentally soft team, um, and, and it's, it's disappointing because they've got so much talent there, you know? Yeah. Oh, my. You were just saying what probably about 80% of the nation has been thinking, mate. So thanks for your honesty, Dal. I uh, really appreciate nah, well, you that, have to mate. Be, you, know? you know, it's not the All Blacks, it's not the all blacks and the Wallabies. The Wallabies, I'm watching the Wallabies and we keep talking about, oh, well, you know, we're getting better, we're getting better. Mate, the All Blacks are sitting there going, right out, boys. Let's go to the next level. You saw what happened in the second half. I'm not surprised that happened. Stop talking it up and it's about action. And, and like, let me tell you, I've been to Eden Park. Mate, I haven't had too many wins at Eden Park. People do not realise when you walk into Eden Park, it's the whole euphoria. Mate, the New Zealand supporters rock up and the players know what's at stake here. No New Zealand team want to be, no All Blacks team wants to be the first to lose to an Australian team in, you know, 30 or 40 years. I've lost count. I've lost count how many years. But that's why the Wallabies, we need to stop talking it up. But I know Dave Rennie, Dave Rennie is the man for the job. But we got a good lesson on how to zip it and just play rugby. So, mate, well done to the All Blacks. But, you know, I think it was Paul's goal how we beat France. Everyone thinks, oh, no, we're here now, we're here now. We're not here now. The All Blacks just match our back, and that's the way it is. Oh, you're an absolute <laughs> champ, mate. So, so the Wallabies, what are they going to do, mate? Have they got the players? Have mate, they got the depth to actually get back to where I, they mate, used to be? I don't think they've got the players or the depth. You know, players are going overseas now for big money, which, look, I don't begrudge that. But if you have a look at that All Blacks culture, mate, you guys are like two, three deep in every position, mate. You know, when you've got Bodine Barrett, <laughs> one, of the, one of the greatest players the game seen, he's on the bench. Oh, mate. Mate, uh, save our souls, please. Save our, I saw Bailey and Barrett and his brother sitting on the bench, and I said to me, mate, I go, mate, what hope do you reckon we got? Mate, they're in third gear at the moment. You get these blokes on, and they'll go to a whole new level. And, and don't forget, when I came through, I played against Jerry Collins, uh, Tanu Umanga, you know, Rodney Fialo. I played against some of the greats, you know, uh, Ali Williams. So I understand some of the great all-black sides. And this all-black side, they're not losing any time soon. Brilliant. Wendell Taylor, mate, thank you very much for joining Baz and Izzy mm. on breakfast here for SCNZ. And we really appreciate you taking all your time, my brother. And as always, your energy that you bring to the oh, occasion. I look so forward good. to buying a couple of Forex in time when we get the chance to come back across the border. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good, Baz. I love when you and Lenny used to send me those pictures of you two at the races and I was stuck in quarantine in that last year. That was awesome. <laughs> you know, you're at the um, Magic Millions and I'm stuck somewhere doing something. But um, anytime you have a chat, guys, let me know. Any of the boys would love to chat to you, Baz and boys and Izzy. Um, you guys, you've been wonderful ambassadors for sport around the world. And um, you know, it's all about giving back, boys. Legend. Legend. What a legend. Fiora, my brother. Fiora. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91